Hello, this is Jen Sanders. Welcome to our podcast on the practices of the Christian life. We've been exploring most recently the practice of community. We have looked at what is very vital to the soil of community. So far we have explored has said love, that deep, pervasive, strong, never-ending love of the Lord. We have explored joy and sorrow and how important both of those are to our lives in Christ. And today we're going to be looking at our group identity, what it is hardwired in us that creates a sense of of a longing to belong and Jesus himself helps to create this strong group identity through his sermon on the mount that Matthew records he says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He goes on to talk about us as God's people being salt of the earth and light of the world and warns us against forgetting who we are and losing our saltiness. There is a distinct reality to belonging to the people of God. And it's not a list of do's and don'ts. It's a a way of being. And one of the ways that we are most able to remember who we are is through understanding and being reminded through others. Again, And crazily, the Lord made our brains, our very neural networks to respond and to learn from each other. And so we continue to take our cues from those around us. Now, this can be um, difficult. Yes, if we forget that our deepest identity is wrapped up in the Lord and in in his people, um, we can over and over again, start to align ourselves with different group identities in the world and to judge ourselves or judge others based along those ideals. And this is one reason it is so beautiful that we return to church. We return to this house of worship every week to be reminded of who we are and who we worship, what's important to us as a people and also why it's important to, to be in community with each other and to see each other and to bump up against each other um, through a real life group or Sunday school or meals together or going on a run or serving alongside each other. Paul knew this well too. He over and over again was reminding the new early churches, who they were. In, in the 
book of Colossians, when he's writing a letter to those in Colossae, he says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, reminding them who they are, he says, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He reminds them, this is what it looks like as we live as people, um, following after Jesus. This is what we do. This is what we, we, we smell like, look like, um, when people bump up against us. And again, this group identity is going to form in us, whether we want it to or not. So being intentional to recognize that our brains are every one sixth of a second, they're trying to answer the question, who am I? And how do my people act? And of course, of course, a reality of living in this world is we're going to bump up against TV shows and school and work and a myriad of other, just our own flesh to, to, to try to tell us, this is who you are. This is what's, this is where you should belong. This is one reason it is um, so important to come back to this trellis to these intentional things we do to remind ourselves um, of our deepest identity. And we just need each other t- to help us with that. Our own willpower is insufficient to keep us from acting like a follower of Jesus. We need each other. We have these instantaneous reactions that neuroscientists have recognized that um, bypass a lot of our reasoning and conscious thought. And having a deeply embedded understanding of our group identity can really change some of these automatic responses to to align more with um, our group identity to what and who we ultimately belong to. And as we will explore even more in our next podcast, we can learn together also these writing techniques, ultimately confession and and confrontation or challenging one another in beautiful ways um, to when we're, when we're losing sight of who we are. And again, this is, this is tricky because we live in a, a disconnected and fragmented culture. We are prone to isolation and we, um, are hurt by one another Sometimes the very people that are supposed to be showing compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience are, um, we're kind of all forgetting who we are together. And so how do we move towards, um, this group identity that, that it becomes so natural and integral that it just comes out of our pores, One way we can do this is by speaking regularly to each other about what kind of people we are. We often recite doctrinal creeds and these, these do tell us who we are. Um, but often they fall short of helping us reminding us of how we are to live. What does it actually look like to be in, in this group? And, um, yeah, how does, how, how do we look different? Um, and our, and our, and this group identity, um, as a follower of Jesus must reflect 
the multifaceted character of Christ. He was and is dynamic, and therefore our life in him as a community must look similarly. We have to fight the propensity to potentially reduce (laughs) what it means to be a follower of Jesus into something that is um, doable (laughs) or um, black and white or um, in a box um, or something that maybe comes easy to us. So we, you know, focus in on a few things and lose sight of the more beautiful, deep, robust um, reality of who Christ is. Now, when I worked at Family Services, we did a project with our families that um, in order to help strengthen them, the, the program that I was a part of was called Strengthening Families. And we would have them as a family, whether that be a mom and a kid or a mom, dad and a couple kids or um, an aunt or grandma that was a part of their family. They would come in and we would ask them to create a family shield. And this would be made up of several um, important um, values that are ultimately, as they put them on their shield, are intended to help protect them and and protect them from moving away from each other and um, moving away from what's most important to them. And this is really what um, we are doing with returning to our group identities, group identity as a follower of Jesus. And our session as our, as a part of our family, these leaders of our church got together and kind of created what are the what are the values? What does it look like if you are at Redeemer Church now? Um, what might that look like if someone were to bump up against us? What would we, um, what would be most demonstrating of? Yes, these folks they are followers of Jesus. <laughs> that is Redeemer. And they came up with this tree diagram, the fruit being the things that people see most if they were to bump up against us. They say, we are people who participate in the life of the Trinity. Our neighbors know Jesus loves them. We see God's grace grow us together. We do justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And now even more deeply, we explore and look at the things the session and leaders came to conclude that is behind that fruit. What are the things that are at our roots that we believe and, and continue to live out that informs and, and enables us to bear this fruit? These are that God is at work. Grace changes everything. Change is a long, messy process. God loves the whole person. We are in and for the world. We are reformed and creedal. Now, what we would love to do in our groups um, is to reflect on these identities that these values that inform our identity 
And one way we want to do this is by sharing a struggle, a hope, um, a decision that you're grappling with, um, something that has um, discouraged you or, or delighted you. And as you share this, we are going to recite in our groups um, both the fruit and the values that lie at the roots of our lives as a, as, as a people of God and look to see how those things inform your life, your hopes, your disappointments, your struggles, and um, your longings. What does it, how does the reality that we are people who participate in the life of the Trinity inform your longings? How does being reminded that our neighbors know Jesus loves them inform the way that you you and I spend our time as we make decisions about what we do with our days? How does naming that we see God's grace grow us together inform the discouragement that we might feel right when we struggle with this same thing over and over again now for me as i began work every day reciting those values that are at the root of who we are as a people were pretty life-changing to me to just name that God is at work before I even take my first breath really, or sit down to work at the computer or meet with anyone to name that God is at work is foundationally unbelievably freeing and so powerful um, to who we are as followers of Jesus and as who we are people of redeemer. We believe this. And so we can name that and remind each other of it. Also, the other two values that are particularly powerful to me recently that I have recited over and over again are that grace changes everything and that change is a long, messy process. I exhale when I read those and I'm reminded of those in my daily life. And I am deeply encouraged that our leaders and that you all join me in those deep values. This is the waters that we swim in together and we invite others into in our community. 